Hello and welcome back to another episode of Tara Talks. I am joined today by Alinka. She is the CEO of Leaders Press, a company that helps entrepreneurs create books from scratch and launches them to bestseller status with a 100% success rate. In this episode, she talks about her decade experience in writing books, publishing books, and helping business owners with their dream of being a published author. She's also going to talk about some of the practices she uses when life gets a bit much, how meditation has really, really helped her, the mindset work that she does, and some tips on how you can get started if writing a book is one of your deepest desires and biggest goals. So let's dive straight in. Hi, Alinka, and welcome to Tara Talks. So excited to be here. Thank you. I'm really excited to talk to you today. I think there's a huge amount that we are going to discuss so that we can really, really help entrepreneurs who have got that dream for a bigger presence, bigger picture, bigger dreams. Uh, but first of all, would you mind just telling us a little bit, a little bit about you, who you are and what you do, please? Yes, I'm Alinka Rutkowska, the founder and CEO of Leaders Press where we turn entrepreneurs' book ideas into bestsellers and get them into bookstores. Amazing. How did you fall into this world? Uh, I used to work in the corporate world, and uh, as I was wondering if that's all there is to life, I started writing a book, which I think was the result of me going through some kind of quarter-life crisis at the time. And then I discovered you could actually self-publish a book without going through any gatekeepers. So I did that. And the royalties from that book brought me in more than my corporate salary did, which is when I decided to leave my corporate position and get into book publishing. Amazing. And how long ago was that? That was over a decade ago. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And how has it been then transitioning from the corporate world into having your own business and then helping others technically with their business or their mission? Yeah, it was all new and there was a lot of unknowns. Um, And you could be scared because if you're in a corporate world, you do have a comfortable salary. So there's a lot of, you know, questions going on, but I just felt that, Every day that I stayed in the corporate world, a part of me was dying. So I was excited about discovering what I'm really here for, what my passion is, where I could do my best work and, uh, you know, what would I have to do to get up every morning and be excited as opposed to dreading to get out of my house and going to work. So I found that it was, um an exhilarating adventure with ups and downs for sure but an adventure and uh every day is exciting and i get to experience that i don't have so much freedom i have a lot of freedom that i created and i love it but i think the thing that i value most is the idea to you know self-actualize on maslow's pyramid so i'm able to um, be in my unique ability as uh, um, the strategic coach. I don't know if you're familiar with strategic coach. That's uh, their term. So you're sort of in your genius zone. You do what you know you can do really well, mm-hmm. as opposed to where somebody puts you and expects you to stay no matter what your unique ability is. 
Yeah, I love that. And I love that you touched on the highs and lows over the past decade as well, because I think for so many people that have got this dream, whether it's to have a book published or whether it's to set up their own business, so many people just think it's going to be easy breezy and plain sailing. Or, you know, they'll, they'll know that there will be some difficult times, but they don't quite realise how high and how low that can be. And I sent an email out to my list today basically saying that we need to norm normalise highs and lows because they're all mm. part of the journey. What are some of the learnings that you've had from those more difficult times in your business? You know, I've learned to keep calm and to realize that this is a low on the path to growth and to success. So if you look at anybody's career or business trajectory, it's never a straight line up. It's always, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. So when you're down, actually look at where you were a year ago, two years ago and say, hey, well, actually, I'm doing way better than I was a year ago or two years ago. And um, sort of zoom out and gain perspective and keep calm. I don't think anybody makes really good decisions being um, overwhelmed, frustrated, anxious. So like I go into, uh, for example, I know that, you know, there are fires that have to be extinguished. That's not the first thing I'm going to do. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to meditate yeah. for a 10 or 15 minutes or however long it takes for me to be in a state of mind where I'm, you know, Zen have this mentality and then I'll get into it. And I had a conversation with my mentor just yesterday and I was walking him through some of the challenges in the business right now. And he was helping me uh, navigate through them. And then he said, you are extremely calm through all of this. And, and I am, I, I'm not, I don't have any doubts that these things will be resolved. I know I've had other issues in the past. I didn't know how they would be resolved. They got resolved. So it's just something I know deep, deep within me with 100% confidence that this will be resolved. And it's, um, I think that's where I have this calm attitude. It's just really ingrained within me. And I feel that my team appreciates this. I, you know, when we have meetings either with a sales team or with the operations team about, you know, maybe some crazy client who has some totally unrealistic expectations or demands and maybe are even abusive in their behavior. I always tell my team to cool down in their emails, you know, write a first draft, throw it out, then write the diplomatic email that they're supposed to get neutral tone. And, um, you know, we're able to resolve, you know, even the most difficult cases. And when you turn a client that was um, for some reason dissatisfied into one that is satisfied and really happy, those are the, the best evangelists to your business. They will be the ones who, Keep referring people and uh, I've seen it happen so it's all a matter of how you uh, you know how you behave but that really comes from inside and also I think from if I'm going to lead by example like that's how I treat my team if uh, somebody uh, messes up I you know don't ask them to um, you know speak to me immediately and have an angry tone or 
um, you know, treat them poorly. It's, um, I think I'm very balanced. I, I learned to, to be this way. It's something you can definitely learn because I wasn't born like that for sure. <laughs> and uh, it really helps. So I think that's what helps with anything in business or in life. Just zoom out and find the internal calmness, your internal calm and strength to deal with stuff. Yeah, I love that. Because we're never going to make the right decision. We're never going to act accordingly or at our best when we're in that place of stress. Do you meditate regularly or is it just a, um, like a sort of technique that you use to calm when you're in quite a stressful state? How do you use sort of meditation and, and mindset work? Regularly. So I start my day with a routine and meditation is a big part of it. Yeah. It's not long. It's like maybe 10 minutes. Um, that's the first thing I do when I wake up before the rest of the house wakes <laughs> up. And then if I feel like I need it during the day, I will lock the doors and, and, uh, and meditate. It takes me like 10 minutes to sort of ground myself. And then always before I go to sleep as well, because I find it's really important to go to sleep in the, um, in the best mindset possible. So then you wake up already, um, ready for the day in the right mindset. Um, so it's, it's something I do regularly. And I even spoke about it at one of our last team meetings, explaining uh, what the benefits of meditation are, um, how to do it, the various apps that you can use to do it. And, uh, you know, told them, told my team members that I, I said, you know, raise your hand if you've ever meditated. All hands went up. Raise your, keep your hand up if you meditate once a week. And you're like, most of the hands were down and I, keep your hand up if you meditate every day and only my hand was up. So I would want them, uh, I would want my team members to meditate every day. And I gave them a meditation, guided meditation to follow at seven minutes because it's, um, I mean, it changes your life. So you know, it will change your morning. If you're able to maintain this state, it's going to change your, you know, afternoon, yeah. <laughs> your evening. And then, uh, your life so I do a lot of mindset work depending on the periods you know there are some times when I have more stuff going on I feel like I need it more there are periods where I feel generally more balanced and I still do it yeah. but probably not as much or as long uh, but I feel this is the thing that really keeps me grounded and allows me to um, keep the business moving and make good decisions and probably be a you know balanced well-rounded person I love that I'm obsessed with my morning routine <clears throat> excuse me and I really notice a difference if I haven't done one or if I made it quite short and quick and because I was just ticking the box mine would only be about 20 minutes but mine's all um, around sort of forward gratitudes for the day checking in with some affirmations, I do a lot of journaling, I connect to my goal, I've got vision boards, and then I often do like five minutes of a meditation or a visualization or some tapping. And that really has honestly changed my life. Like I'm just about to publish a book about mindset and morning routines because it has changed my life. So do you, do you mind just sharing some of the other mindset um, techniques you use or any other sort of mindset work that you do when you have got more things going on? Okay, so my morning routine is pretty solid. It varies a little bit. So I start the morning with a glass of water and lemon, and I always drink it 
uh, on the terrace because I have a beautiful sea view that I've always dreamt of. And that's just so relaxing. It's a really quick thing to do. And then I um, either do like a Qigong practice, which is like seven minutes. And Qigong is like if uh, yoga and Tai Chi had a baby. That's (laughs) what it is. Um, so it sort of slows your mind because you're doing these slow movements and it allows your mind to slow down and, you know, not get started being crazy. And then I do meditation on my own or guided meditation. Sometimes I skip the Qigong, but, uh, I do that every morning and then I'm ready to wake the kids up and, you know, get started with all the craziness. Um, if I have stuff going on, I will listen a lot to just motivational videos on YouTube. There's just so much stuff. So good on there, aren't they? So So good good. if you know what you're looking for. And uh, I keep notes on my phone. So every, it's almost like a diary basically, but I will have the date and I will um, write, you know, what I found that day, what I learned that day. Maybe I hear something on the video and I'm going to want to, write that down and then I have all this wisdom uh on my phone so I can just you know look back and uh almost immediately feel really good about you know my own conclusions on stuff so I I, I've learned that the more balanced I am the less I write (laughs) as if I didn't need it but when I'm out of out of whack then I listen more and write more. I just have this need to um, get myself back into balance. I think that's what it is. And uh, we all go through different stuff, you know, in lives. It can, in our lives, it can be uh, business stuff, but not necessarily, you know, family stuff, relationship stuff, uh, all of this going on, like multi-dimensional beings and, uh, you know, we need to deal with all this and, you know, whatever you're doing relationship wise will probably affect what you're doing in business. And, 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 and the opposite is true as well. So you want to be as balanced as possible. I like, you know, excitement and exhilaration and adventure and just going all crazy, but I don't think you can sustain that for a long time. <laughs> you have to be able to, you know, get back into balance so I really value this harmony or balance I love that and is this sort of something you've done for a long time or is this a more recent addition to your mornings and how you start your day so the whole mindset thing for sure I've been doing it uh, for over a decade and the first book I read uh, linked to the topic was thinking real rich and I was in high school I think and I really like that book. And I've been reading about self-help, uh, emotional intelligence, and all that type of stuff forever. Yeah. And now I just uh, sort of latch on to different schools of thought that I resonate with. And um, the goal is to basically feel good. And not to feel good because somebody behaved in a way that you approve of. Because that's giving them the power to please you. But you feel good and you know that you can get yourself to that state of feeling good. It's you who did it. You're the one who decided to watch these videos or to do this meditation. 
And no matter what other people do, whether they behave in the way that I would approve of, whether they're behaving in a way to please me or not, they're off the hook. So all the power is within me. And I think that's where you're really able to um, feel grounded. And you know, even if you have fire, fires all around you, like you're still there in the middle of it, keeping your cool, and they will gradually extinguish because of your calming presence and just sanity that is a result of it. I love that. There's so much personal power in that, isn't there, in terms of not looking for that external validation or not looking for external things to make you feel a certain way, but actually just being able to bring that in yourself. One thing that I love about mindset, and I think this is a little bit of a misconception, is the ability it gives you to find positive learnings in anything and that inner strength and resilience it gives you to get through anything. Whereas I think a lot of people perceive it as if you've got a good mindset, you're just a positive person. And personally, I don't think it could be much further from the truth. Obviously, the positivity side is such a huge part of it, but it's the tiniest piece of the puzzle in terms of generating that strong mindset. One thing that I love as well, I think about the mindset world, and this will bring us on quite nicely to talking about books and getting your books published, is having that level of belief in yourself and having your back and your mindset and your mind having your back so that it can be your greatest asset and not your most destructive. What are your thoughts around that? Do you see that with people that want to bring out a book but maybe don't quite believe in themselves, haven't quite got that good mindset? What are your thoughts there? So like the imposter syndrome? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think uh, we get a lot of that because uh, the entrepreneurs that we work with uh, have a pretty high level of confidence. Okay. Um, some people will, uh, but it's really, uh, it's, uh, we're able to explain really quickly or rather show that like, there's no reason to feel that. It's sort of like an internal block. Yeah. Because when you start looking at their lives and everything they've achieved, like, that goes away. Yeah. Um, so I can uh, empathize with that. But then we're able to show so many other people who could have said that. Uh, but because they were able to overcome it, um, they were able to share their wisdom and help so many people, either with their businesses or with their career. So it's, I mean, it's almost... Uh, a selfish thing to say, oh, I feel like an imposter. I'm not going to write this book that could help so many people uh, in their lives. <laughs> I love that. I love how honest that is. But it's so true, isn't it? So let's say somebody's listening to this and they've started to think about writing a book. What would you say are the first steps for them to actually get started? The first step is to see in your mind where your book is going to be on the bookshelf. So you would want to go into a bookstore where you can browse on Amazon and find your bookshelf. So find the category that your book belongs to. So if it's business, you want to go there and then start zooming in and seeing, okay, so is this leadership, is this finance, is this IT, is this small business? What is my book actually about? And then when you find that shelf, then you start looking at the other books, which will be called your competing titles. And start thinking, so how does my book stand out from these 
why would my reader pick my book as opposed to those on that shelf? So you start thinking about your unique selling proposition. So that's the first thing that we do when we start working on a book. And then once you've kind of got those pieces done, what are your tips around actually writing the book? Because if you think about writing a book, that's such a massive task in itself. Do you say it's best to try and set yourself a deadline? Do you think it's best to do 10 minutes a day? Do you think it depends on the person? What have you found works best? Or do you find that your clients are just so laser focused that they know that this is what they're doing and they just crack on? But we have a process for it, so we get them laser focused. We're going to start with an outline, um, and once we have that outline, then we will be able to divide our meeting times um, in order to get all those ideas out of entrepreneur our clients' heads. And um, so we are able to go straight the books for our clients. So what we need is about fifteen meetings where we can interview and uh, that that'll get recorded and transcribed. So it is a deadline, probably takes us uh, one interview a week. So it will be about uh, three months of interviews and, uh, you know, just consistently showing up. (laughs) If you're going through this process, we'll get your book out. If you're writing the book yourself, then I would recommend also to have a, um, and an agenda of what happens when. So if, for example, you're going to write a 50,000 word book, you could divide that by 30 days and see that's about 1,700 words a day and see how much time that takes you. Let's say that takes you two hours. So then you block two hours on your calendar every day to do that. Uh, so I'm very systematic. And if I know something needs to be done, I will you know project manage it and uh, make sure that things get done in their uh, time slots. And I don't project manage projects (laughs) at Leaders Press. We have a whole team of project managers who do that. Um, But that's the way to actually get things done. You have um, uh, an outline, you have an agenda, you have a deadline. And uh, ideally you are also, um, you commit to doing it and there's somebody you're accountable to, and that's the way to get it done. I think the accountability piece is huge in so many areas of life and business, as well as the writing of the book. So what can writing a book really help people do or achieve? What's what's like the next thing once it's been published, it's out there in the world, what can it help them do? People uh, like to do books with us for two reasons. One is to grow their business. So a book is a great lead generation tool and lead conversion tool. It's a great lead generation tool because whenever you uh, offer a service, a book is a great way to help people uh, find it. So basically Amazon is now a search engine and uh, in your book, you help people solve a problem. So when somebody types in something like how to write a book, (laughs) uh, a bunch of my books will come, come, come out. And then uh, inside those books, there's a link to go and download something if they leave their email. And then, you know, we're able to communicate via email and invite to our webinars and then um, to a call and work together. So it's a great lead generation tool. It's also a great lead conversion tool because once somebody reads a book and then they come to uh, a call with you, that's going to be a completely different conversation. It's not going to be 
Oh, so Tara, what do you do? It's gonna be okay. I read all about you, and I'm impressed. How can this work for me? Mm. So, completely different conversation that you're having. So, one reason to do a book is to grow your business, grow your coaching, or your consulting practice. A second reason would be to leave a legacy. So, we did a book for the co-founder of DHL International. He for DHL's 50th anniversary. And he didn't care about lead generation. He's like, okay, this is a multi-billion-dollar business. We're good. Um, he cared about sharing his wisdom with the world, and um, that's what we did uh, for him. He had written other books previously, but was just never fully satisfied with the way um, what he has accomplished was portrayed. And with uh, Design to Win, we were able to fulfill that dream for him. So that is a true legacy piece to show um, the people that will outlive you uh, what you were all about, who you were, what you achieved, what you were thinking. And uh, it's a you know beautiful way to be remembered, the way that you want to be remembered by writing your own book rather than relying on others telling your story. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so powerful. So, so powerful. Well, hopefully our listeners are really starting to get a little bit inspired um, and start to think about what that message or what that piece could be that they could put out into the world. Thank you for sharing all of your tips. That conversation absolutely flew by. (laughs) Um, Where can my listeners connect with you online or where would you like to drive them to if they've got any questions that they'd love to ask you? The best place is to go to leaderspress.com slash discover. You'll be able to go through a one-minute quiz that will tell you which book is the right one for you, the ones we discussed, either lead generation or authority piece or another one. And you'll also get an audiobook, as your listeners like to listen, you'll get an audiobook of Outsource Your Book, which has all the steps to creating your book or to outsourcing your book. And you get all that at leaderspress.com slash discover. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. It's re-inspired me to go back and get back into editing my book because it's one thing that I've parked a little bit lately. So thank you. Thank you for inspiring our audience and sharing your knowledge today. Thank you so much, Tara. So excited to be here. Recording stopped.